thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ as we choose to fall prostrate before your presence, confessing that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak, but thou art strong. Thank you for our deliverance. Thank you for bringing us a mighty long way. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your long suffering. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have already done, all that you're doing right now, and all that you're going to do. Thank you. We are delivered. Now, God, lead us in your word. Give us comfort of the scriptures. Give us courage. Give us counseling. Give us calm. Give us of your Holy Spirit. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Church, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on now. Bill.
once in a while. I don't just want y'all to be Baptists. I want you to be Penta Baptists. Penta. Penta. You know what a Penta Baptist is? You know what a Penta Baptist is? This whole of you're praising him and you forgot what you're praising him for.
Mike's got our song with the orchestra dancing, playing music. The enemy that was on the other side said, we hear noise in the camp. The noise that the enemy heard was the noise of praise. And the Bible says the enemy became afraid because every time Israel gets in trouble and they decide to praise his name, God wins them the battle. So whatever you're going through this morning, maybe your marriage is in trouble, maybe your children are in trouble, maybe your money's in trouble, maybe your mind's in trouble, maybe your health is in trouble. subject, turn on the tapes. Turn on the tapes. We're in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, which automatically tells you the chapter of victory. Yeah. Romans 
chapter 8, to get the victory, you've got to go through a vision, a venue, a voice, and even, amen, amen, come on now, some venom to get to the victory. Uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, there is therefore right now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Hmm. For I reckon, verse 18, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. One of the most profound chapters in all of the Bible. Like a tape recorder, life is a series of play. We push the play button. Fast forward and rewinding. We tend to play out our present time of trouble and trials according to God's divine design. When we get up in the morning, God has already arranged that are there to help us to grow and glorify him. And, 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 and uh, this matter of play, 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 play. God, uh, God also wants us to rewind every now and then where the Lord brought us from mm. so that we can realize and recognize his mercy and grace as we replay those close calls those collisions those calamities those falls those failures those damaged feelings those frustrations as we reflect on the ruins until the redemption came to get us. And then we fast forward to his faithfulness. In spite of us, there's a devotion to his deity and a salute to his sovereignty where irresistible grace pushes us out the way to bless us with his best, the richness of his redemption and the total security of God's favor. And as we begin to move through this particular portion of scripture, the theme to Romans is in chapter 1, verse 17. Don't turn to the righteousness of God as seen in the Lord Jesus Christ from faith to faith. That is, how to get right with God can only come through Jesus. Jesus only. And, 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 and for many of us, doctrinally, theologically, we don't understand everything that went into this salvation that we have, that uh, yeah, that um, God elected you before the foundation of the world and then chose you and adopted you and called you, <coughs> predestined you, excuse me. And then uh, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, 
was buried and rose again the third day with all power in his hands. And as a result of that, God declared us righteous. Nobody in here is righteous. He declared us righteous. Based on the cross work of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and the medium is faith. And, and so Paul, Paul begins to argue, if you will, the finished work of Christ and says there's no condemnation right now. Now, now, now let me stop Paul's part because some denominations got problems with this because they, they're into a work system. Well, you don't know what a person will do tomorrow. Doesn't matter what they do tomorrow. Once I'm in Christ, there's no condemnation. The, the, the slate has been wiped clean. There is therefore right now no condemnation. So I don't have guilt. I don't have all that other stuff hanging over me because God took care of that. There's no condemnation. Can I get a witness? Not only is there not condemnation, there's no obligation to the flesh. I can say no to the flesh because of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Do I have a witness? Uh, there was a time I couldn't say no. There, there was a time when sin was offered to me. If I liked the sin, I fell with the sin. But now that I have the Holy Spirit on the inside, I'm not obligated to do anything. Can I get a witness? There, there's no condemnation. There's no obligation. There's no frustration uh, in our faith. And then Paul's whole argument is, here's last but not least, there's no separation from the love of Christ. What a love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You, you, you and I, because <clears throat> we don't understand systematic theology, we, we don't really understand words that come up justified uh, <clears throat> freely. It's in the text. We've been justified freely. means we've been forgiven just as if we never sinned where no one can condemn us because God took care of that. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so uh, we being forgiven, we being loosed from our liabilities and our sins is just a byproduct of God's salvation. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and don't you ever think you earned salvation? Salvation cannot be earned. Can I get a witness? God chose you, and what God did, he declared you righteous. He took, listen, he took all of his personal righteousness and put it to your account. And he took all of our unrighteousness and put it to his account. He died for our sins. Can I get a witness? Didn't he die? He died for our sins. And he, he was buried and he rose again the third day. So I'm, I'm clean in the sight of God because I got Jesus' account to my account. Lord have mercy. His righteousness becomes my righteousness. I do have a witness. So since God the Father is looking at his righteousness and not my unrighteousness, there is therefore right now no condemnation. None. None. And, and that ought to humble us <clears throat> to think that we can earn his favor. We can't earn his favor. Amen. We can't earn his favor. That is, so Paul, here in Romans 8, Paul begins an argument, a rhetoric, a rhetorical argument of theological facts. And, and it's, it's, it's here that Paul begins to say to us in this supra-knowledge of his under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And let me, let me stop Paul's apart. I said this morning, Paul was a bad boy. Paul was a Pharisee, lawyer. Paul belonged to the Sanhedrin Council, 70 elders. Paul was a bad boy. And Paul sat under the feet of Gamaliel. Gamaliel was one of the two top profs in Jerusalem. Him and Nicodemus was the top professors in all Jerusalem. That's, that's, that's why Jesus said, Brian, 
to Nicodemus, he said, uh, you mean to tell me you are one of these leaders and you don't know and you can't discern this doctrine of regeneration? Remember that in John chapter 3? Uh, Nicodemus was somebody, but, but it was Gamaliel in Acts that told the Sanhedrin council when they wanted to kill Paul, he said, listen, if this thing that Paul is doing is not of God, it's going to fade away. But if it is of God, you're going to kill yourself trying to stop it. Didn't, didn't he say that? Didn't he say that? That, 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 that Gamaliel, Gamaliel was one of the top prophets. So Paul, interesting enough, begins this theological argument, this rhetoric, this rhetorical argument. And the word rhetorical means no answers needed. It's obvious what he's talking about. So in 831, look what he says. Are you with me? In 831, Paul says, what shall we say then to these things? Now, now, in, in order to properly answer that, you got to know what things he's talking about. What, what are we going to say then to these things? And, and God gives us a, listen, he gives us, amen, a promotion, if you will. He gives us a platform of his protection. He's dealing with the protection of God. Amen. That there's no condemnation. And that God, God is pointing out the privileges that we have. Amen. And, and, and so what he's, what he's literally saying is, if God favors us, who can fight us? Now let me stop pausing for the emphasis in these questions is not on you and I. What we're able to keep is on God. If God is God, then who can resist him as God? If God spit out the Milky Way, if God formulated the clouds, the moon, star, and sun, if God clacked me, pull, pull, pull the sea out of, pull dry land out of the sea. If God is able to know each star by name. Mm, if God can cause, yeah, the whale to swim in the liquid corridor. And the, and the eagle to fly in the trackless air. If God... If God if God can control all nature and everything's waiting on him, then who can resist him? Do I have a witness? Who in hell can come up against him when he made hell? When he created Lucifer? And do I have a witness? That, that the argument here is, is rhetorical, but yet... I, I want you to see, in, in, just in 831, uh, what shall we say then to these things if God be for us? Ah, who can be, yeah, against us? Who is it that can ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit and have permission to come at you anyhow? Who, who is it? Who is it? Lord, have mercy. I, I remember back in Numbers 22, the book of Numbers, not, not your lottery, the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers 22, I remember that the Bible says that Balaam was a prophet of God who turned crooked. He loved money. He turned crooked. He made a deal with Balak. Yeah. And, and the Bible says, as Balaam got on his donkey, the Bible calls it ass. Yeah, it's in the Bible. And was going up the road that the ass he was riding started acting funny. And hurled him off of him. And Balaam was sitting there talking to the donkey. 
And that's how blind we are when we can't see God. Can I get a witness? And the donkey started talking back to Balaam. That made it worse. And the donkey said, I turned out of the way because the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ, was in the middle of the road with a flaming sword getting ready to take your life. And you beating on me. And I'm trying to save your backside. I'm preaching up this place now. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and child of God, child of God, if you, if you get in trouble and your donkey starts talking to you and you start talking back to it, you better get off that donkey and fall on your knees and pray. Can I get a witness? Because child of God, when you begin to look at what Paul is saying, there's no obligation to the flesh, there's no commendation to the spirit, the uh, condemnation, there, 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 listen, there's a groaning on the inside, verses 25 to 30, amen, that we have on the inside, and God through his irresistible grace, eternal election, capricious calling, and his multiplicity of mercies, uh, who can resist the Lord? That's what blew my mind about Jesus. In the Gospels, the earthly life of Jesus. Mark 5. Don't turn. Jesus' disciples, Jesus gets out of boat at a place called <laughs> Genezareth. A well-known place. A place, yeah, that would make Halloween look like happy day full of demons. And the Bible says when Jesus got out of the boat, there was a man possessed. And the man was able to pluck his chains asunder. Can I get a witness? And the man had made everybody fearful of him because he was possessed. But what we missed in the story is that the Bible says when the man saw Jesus, the man started running after Jesus. He didn't run after Jesus to try to hurt Jesus. He ran after Jesus to keep supernatural protocol. And the Bible says when he got right up to Jesus, he fell down. And begin to worship him. Lord have mercy. Y'all ain't getting this. And Jesus said, boy, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion. 6,000. For we are many. And the next word that came out of the demon's mouth was, Lord, permit us to go over into the swine and go down the cliff, Jesus said, be gone. That's power. 6,001, that's power. But the demons recognized who he was. Can I get a witness? Buddha don't recognize who he is. Yeah. All the mother face don't recognize who Jesus is. But demons know who he is. In fact, in Acts 19... Yeah, the sons of Sceva, they said, Jesus we know. And Paul we know. But who are you? Didn't the demon say that? Child, child, child of God, uh, Paul is preaching with a rhetorical question about our security. If God, and the word if means sense in the Greek, since God be for us, who can be against us? I told you a story some time ago about the little boy who came home crying and said, there's a bully at school picking on me. And he had a big older brother. And his brother said, I want you to go to the bully's house and knock on the door. 
And you tell that bully face to face, the next time you try to bully me, me and you going to have it out. And the little boy was scared and said, I can't do that. He'll beat me today. He said, go do it. The little boy went to the bully's house, knocked on the door, and the big bully came to the door and said, what do you want? And the little boy was nervous. He said, the next time you try to bully me, we're going to fight. And said, the bully just looked and stared at the boy and walked back in and shut the door. So the little boy ran home and told his brother, said, I don't understand. When I told the bully that, he just stared at me and passed me and just shut the door. And he said, why did he do that? And the big brother said, because I was in the street standing behind you. And he saw me and not you. And Satan sees Jesus and not you. He sees your big brother. And your big brother is able. Is he able? He's able to make Satan shut it down. Can I get a witness? Jesus is so awesome that when they was taking him to the cross from the garden of Gethsemane, smacking him and spitting on him, Jesus said, all I got to say is come. And yeah, 12 legions of angels with swords drawn will come. A legion of 6,000, 12 times 6 is 72,000 angels. Uh, Brother Lightfoot, you know this. One angel can kill 185,000 men. You do the math. Jesus said, all I got to say is come. And heaven will empty out. Can I get a witness? Heaven, 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 heaven will empty out. That, 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 that if God be for us. How, how is this practical in our lives? Everything you worried about, put it up on the altar. Everything that's shaking you, put it up on the altar. Everything that's concerning you, put it up on the altar. Why, preacher? Because if God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon. You know why You know why the promises don't work for us? Because we don't believe them. You got to have faith in the promises. And when you lose faith, God says, I'm still faithful to myself. Didn't he say that? God's got your back. He's got your front. He's got your side. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. He's an on-time God. Listen, listen, preacher, preachers. God sends the deliverance to wait on a difficulty. Before the difficulty comes up, deliverance is already in place. Are y'all getting this? So deliverance is sitting around waiting, doing his nails, and your difficulty won't come up till next week. And your deliverance is saying to the difficulty, what took you so long? I've been waiting for you to come up. And every time I get in trouble, every time I feel like throwing a towel in, every time I get frustrated, every time I get tired of praying, God says, if I'm for you, who can be? against you ah, a package of our protection my god mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. that's hitting the play button as we hit the play button every day stuff is coming up and God just wants you to know I'm with you and if I'm with you I'm more than the world against you can I get a witness? And here's what you got to learn. You got to learn to utter the name Jesus. Jesus. Well, you know, I'm sorry. You're going to lose your job. Jesus. Well, you know, I, I, found, I found something in your x-rays. Jesus. Well, you know, you know, your son ain't doing good in school. Jesus. I, I dare you to keep quoting the name. Do I have a witness? 
because there's power in the name. Isn't there power in that name? I dare you to keep saying Jesus. You can say what you want to say, but I'm going to say Jesus because he is who he said he was. He's king of kings. He's Lord of lords. Look, look at the second rhetorical question. A promise of pardon. Courtroom, 834. Look at Romans 834. Now, now, I, now I went over 833. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies, who forgiveth, who cleanses. Can I get a witness? Who declares righteous? That's included here, but look at verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, rather, risen again, and is seated at the right hand of God. The right hand of God is important. Because we go to Revelation chapter 5, and, and the elder stood up and said, who's worthy to receive the book? And nobody was getting up, and the elder cried. And the angel said, don't cry, there is a lamb. Yeah, Jesus took the book, and the book was the title deed to all life. And Jesus took the book and sat at God's right hand. But in Psalm 110, the Lord, L-O-R-D, Jehovah God, the Father said to my Lord, Adonai, small L-O-R-D, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. That there is power at the right hand. Are y'all getting this? He, he says he's at the right hand of God and he's making intercession for us. Now, 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 we, now we just go right over that. Listen up. Every day the slanderer the devil is in God's face concerning you. They ain't no good. They do all this phony worship. They claim to be this. And God is at intercession to the Father on our behalf. I'm so glad somebody is speaking up for my case. I'm, I'm so glad somebody is pleading my case. And I'm guilty, but he's still pleading my case. I messed up, but he's still pleading my case. I deserve to be in hell, but he's still pleading my case. Can I get a witness? I'm no good. I'm full of sin. I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I don't seek God. I don't uh, believe God sometimes. I don't live right for God. But he's still pleading my case. Uh, who shall? He's making intercession. It's a courtroom scene. Can I get a witness? God is in this courtroom. And God is making intercession for the saints. Well, you know, uh, he, he lived a filthy life. God is making intercession for the saints. Do I have a witness? Look at all the mess he did in his life. God is making intercession for the saints. Can I get a witness? Yeah, he's a liar. He's no good. He's full of sin. God is making, yeah, intercession for the saints. And so, and so, and so Paul, Paul, Paul begins to elaborate and educate and inundate us with 34. Who is he that condemneth? You can't condemn me. I don't care what I did, what I'm doing, or what I will do. See, the problem with denominations is that they can't extend God's forgiveness to the future tense. They can only deal with God's forgiveness in the past or in the present. The sins I will commit next year is already under the blood. Woo! 
you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, something's wrong with that. No, it's not. Because God is eternal. Everything he does is eternal. Can I get a witness? And by the way, he's not speaking on your behalf because you're right. He's speaking on your behalf because you believe. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get this on the way home. The final question is this. I'm going to get out your way. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Not your love for Christ. Christ's love for you. Let's, let's differentiate this. Because my love is shaky. Our love, yeah, is a paradox. Our love can be very shaky. You do right by me, I'll do right by you. And one of the things I said this morning to a lot of these preachers and pastors is that God sometimes pulls something aside of us as an object lesson to speak volumes about something else. So if a man can, if a pastor can't manage his own house, how are you going to manage the house of God? If you can't be a covering for your sinning wife, how are you going to be a covering for a sinning congregation? Uh-oh, uh-oh. If you can't forgive people who obviously sinned, how can you then, if you can't forgive them at home, how are you going to forgive them in church? Do I have a witness? Oh, we get tight up in here. Children, there's more caught than taught. Can I get a witness? It's tight. So, child of God, God puts these object lessons in our way to say, hold up. Is your wife covered with your blood? I mean, with your, with, with your love. Is your family covered? Are you committed to paying the bills? Committed to paying the bills. Can I get a witness? If you're going to rob your wife, you're going to rob God. If you're not tender to your wife, you won't be tender to the people of God. There, there is a transference that God places before us. And see, we get super religious and say, well, it's a difference. Well, what's the difference? You know, you got a nagging wife, you got a nagging congregation. So what's the difference? And, 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 and God wants us to see that if you can't do this, Jeremiah 12, 5, if you have walked with footmen and they have worn you out, what in the world are you going to do against horses? Are y'all getting this? You, you got to pay a price to lead God's people. You don't just come up here with your polished suits and your hair flickered with some ultra wave and positive grease and, and you sitting there articulating what you think the scriptures are saying. Can I get that? Ain't pastoring. Pastoring is being a bridge when people can't swim. Pastoring is helping people that don't want to help themselves. Pastoring is dirty work. Is you washing feet when the feet stinks. Do I have a witness? It's when you derobe, disrobe in order to help robe somebody else. I'm preaching up in this place. Do I have a witness? That child of God, when you begin to look at what Paul is saying, what shall separate us from the love of God? Now, 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 let me let me just say this, because my love in the world wasn't love at all. Mm -hmm. It was conditional. You do what I say, I love you. You don't, a river dirt you. I ain't fun with that. Women are like trolley cars. You miss one, you wait and catch the next one. I ain't fooling with that. I'm not going to bleed. I'm not going to plead. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. God said, that ain't love. That's slavery. 
Oh, you get, I had to learn how to love, and I'm still learning. Can I get a witness? Oh, this thing is tight. If you can't love this little bundle of flesh and blood here, then you can't love on the big scale. What you going to do when I demand sacrifice in your love? Are y'all are getting this? This thing is tough. What is it about Christ's love that we can never separate from? Mm. Rhetorical question. Salvation, steadfastness, satisfaction. He deals with all that predestination, promotional aspect of God's love. No separation. And then he begins to identify different areas. Uh, he says, shall tribulation separate you? Rhetorical answer. The answer is no. I don't care how much trouble come in your life. His Jesus' love will never depart. Why? Because love, uh, your trouble won't last always. Love is on a timetable. Love got an alarm clock to it. I mean, trouble got an alarm clock to it. Can I get a witness? God, God brought it in. God going to take it out. Can I get a witness? Shall, shall, shall tribulation or, or, or shall, 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 shall distress. Distress in the Greek means going through a narrow place. Hemmed in by circumstances can't get out. Have you ever felt hemmed in? All the time. Hemmed in. Persecution, suffering, being chased. As it is written, Psalm 44, don't turn. We are killed all the day long. Here's what plays out. Yet, we are more than conquerors. Uh, we are over conquerors. We are super conquerors. We are persuaded. That neither death, nor life, nor principalities, nor powers, nor dominions, nor anything else shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Well, preacher, what is the love of God? It's a closeness. You can't break his closeness. I'm with you forever, even to the end of the world. You can't break his communion. He sups with me, and I sup with him. You can't break your confidence. God gives us an overwhelming confidence by faith. Character, counsel, covering, commitment, and covenantal love. Covenantal love are God's promises. Do I have a witness? And then Paul says, in case I missed anything, nor any other thing, nor any other thing, shall be able to separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Can I get a witness? And so the world and all those going to hell, they're operating on an A-track. In the late 60s, when I went in the military, we used to get in them little Mustangs. We used to get in them little GTOs. Yeah, Malibus. That was all hipped up in the military. And we had A-track tapes. A-track tapes was what was prevalent at that time. There were four different areas on the A-track tape. You could hear it. It's in the car. But you couldn't rewind the A-track tape. You can't rewind. You can't go back on the A-track tape. Yeah, you can't fast forward on the A-track tape. If you miss your song, you're just going to wait 45 minutes. Can I get a witness? Hey, 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 nothing... Nothing, nothing to an eight-track tape. And if the tape got messed up, you just threw the eight-track tape out. You couldn't repair it. That's what life is like without Christ. You are forced to take what life gives you. Can I get a witness? You can't go back. You can't go forward. You can't appreciate what God has done. But I'm so glad that I got my iPod. And I got my personal playlist. I even know the numbers. I got 122 songs in my playlist. And I know exactly where Smokey Robinson and the Miracles are. I know exactly where Isaac Hayes is. I know exactly. Let me get some gospel up in here. I'm, I'm, 
I know exactly where Brooke Benton is. I know exactly where the temptations are. And here's what I like. When I turn on my iPod, it just plays continuously. It never stops. And if I get tired of my playlist, I can switch it up and go to another area. Can I get a witness? Well, some of y'all came in here on eight-track tapes. You just keep playing that same boring music over and over and over and over again. Well, I'm trying. I, I hope God don't forget me. That's an eight-track tape. You need to throw that thing out and get yourself a digitized iPod. Can I get a witness? When you get the iPod, you can enjoy music from now on. Or do I have a witness? I'm coming in. God gives us grace. God gives us glory. God gives us guidance. Great is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Gordon, before you start on your journey, I've already declared nothing shall separate you from my love. When you get in trouble, I'm going to show up. When you feel like throwing a towel in, I'm going to strengthen you. I'm your victory. I'm your overcoming. Uh, not the church, but me. Can I get a witness? Jesus the Christ, Son of the living God. Do I have a witness? So, child of God, when we look at Romans 8, rhetorically, he asks questions. He gives answers. And the answer is, who can condemn me? Nobody. Who can obligate me? Nobody. Who can frustrate me? Nobody. Who can separate me? Nobody. The love of God will cover all of your sins. It will cover all of your mess. And Jesus is to be exalted because of the cross work of Jesus Christ. So you need to turn on your tapes. Play is for the day. Rewind it so you can praise him for the past. Amen. And amen going forward is so you can know you got the victory. Can I get a witness? I'm going to fast forward because I got the victory in Christ. I'm coming out of this with power in my hands. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Hallelujah. Stay on, stay on your feet. Every, every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here today and you need to be saved, you want Jesus to be Lord of your life. You want Jesus to come into your life and save you. Raise your hand. You want to give your life to Christ. Peter not saved going to hell. You need to be born again. John chapter 3. Perhaps you want to join our church for Christian experience. Raise your hand. We'd love to have you. Love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? Our Father and our God, we thank you for these powerful promises of no condemnation, no obligation, no frustration, no separation. We are free to praise you for the victory. Help us to let go and just let God for once in our lives let go and let God thank you for the victory in Jesus name Amen see you Wednesday we love you have a good day